So we'll do it live. Anyway, all right. So welcome to Gunday Brunch, guys. I'm Caleb. That's I'm Keith. Keith. Keith is not in a bar with ghostly, crappy audio this week. However, Jack has either has COVID or was killed by a goth girl on TikTok. Um, could which be, could be one way. It could be the other. You know, I mean, or both. You know, he could have been. He could have gotten COVID from a TikTok goth girl. So that's always, uh, you know, that's always an option. But speaking of TikTok, and this is this is this is the rant that I mentioned before I started the stream. So. If you don't know how the TikTok algorithm works for our listeners out there, uh, it feeds you content based literally on like the amount of time your eyeballs dwell on other related content, right? And sometimes, and it's usually pretty good. Like it, you know, it does think I'm a lesbian. So it shows me a lot of like girls who like, it shows me a lot of hot girls who say they're lesbians. So, you know, (laughs) yeah, I'm fine with that. Like, you know, whatever. I mean, I'm I'm not upset. Yeah, I'm, it's not I'm accurate, just, but I am not upset. Algorithm, thank exactly. you. Exactly, it's like it's the algorithm. It's 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 close to being correct, uh, but sometimes it, it's like it's like when the the good old because the Insta algorithm works along similar lines, and mm-hmm. occasionally it'll just be like, you know what, this man needs to see all of Billie Eilish, and you're like, and I'm just like, okay, I'm I'm Billie Eilish scrolling right now. Thank you, Instagram. Thanks. I appreciate that. (laughs) I mean, I do like Billie Eilish. Um, Yeah, I I do as well. It's just not something like I regularly engage with on Instagram. So when it's Billie Eilish time, I'm like, well, thank you, Instagram. I didn't interact with anything that triggered this, but cool. The Instagram, uh, as a side note, the Instagram Reels interface is super bananas, right? Because you'll be scrolling your regular Instagram feed and it'll be like, we are suggesting these Reels for you. And I'll tap Uh on them because it's usually hot girls and i'll scroll and like the first four will all like be thematically similar right and Mm -hmm. then like number five will be some off the wall shit where it's like here's you know pictures of two cats fighting in a yard and i'm like i i I get i get three things i get owlgram so i get a lot of owl posting which has to it has to be off the cats they've got to be like ah these are the winged cats this man wants to see owls. So I get a lot of owl posting. Okay. I get a lot of hot girl, uh, hot girl repost from TikTok. Um, and the the one that makes the most sense right now is dog because I'm getting a dog on Friday. So, Hooray! Puppies. Puppies. Uh, have you named it yet? Yes. Ah, damn it. I was going to I was going to post this episode early and have the uh, the commenters name your dog for you. Um, no, it's got a name. It's hilarious. I've made people upset with it or they, they either love it or they're very upset with well, it. Well, Now you have to share the name on the show. All right. So the, the name of the upcoming puppy is Fenrir, which is a play on Fenrir and the constant. Ah, you're a hater. No, I'm laughing. <laughs> I, I love uh, people who have been following me for a long time know that there are a few things I love more than puns uh-huh. and that's that's solid I like that I it's, like a play it's on such words. a good pun I've I've overwhelmingly people have loved it because I'm like ah Fenrir is one of the animals of the apocalypse <laughs> uh of Ragnarok uh but Fenrir just wants to play and catch a frisbee so no I I yeah, I don't, I'm not hating on that one. One of the things that, and I got this from a movie, and I don't remember the movie, um, but I always have said if I got a Great Dane, I'd name him Hamlet, 
and mm-hmm. like be very smug at people who don't get the joke. Uh, and then people who do get the joke, I'd be like, we can be friends. Um, <laughs> and if you don't get that joke, uh, post a comment about how you don't get the joke so I can make fun of you and feel smug. Anyway, all of this social media talk aside, here is my rant. So the TikTok algorithm knows that I am, I either like the military or I'm in the military. Uh, and I also like guns. And so occasionally it will be like, hey, this guy's talking about guns you should watch this video, but it's a video of some guy who is like, you couldn't fight the army with AR-15s. They've got jets and tanks and da-da-da and da-da-da. And I have this rant for a number of reasons. And I wanted I thought about doing a TikTok video about it, but I decided that would be cringe. So instead, I'm going to go on the podcast and rant about it because that's not cringe because that's what podcasts are for. And I have a number of, uh, of complaints here. First off, these guys all look the same. Like they all look doughy and pale and i'm not, and like and i'm not i don't know like it looks they, like they like, haven't touched the grass or vitamin d from the sun yeah like go out <laughs> like and they they definitely have never you know to to the credit you know to like to to, to jack's experience they, they definitely have never gotten into a bar fight they've certainly they, never they've never gotten the military not, not punched in the face on purpose like they they have never been in that fight that intended like oh well, <laughs> let's right. go at it, bro. And one of you are going to end up down on your face in a parking lot. So first off, they all look the same. They all look doughy and pale. And that's, that is what it is. I should, I don't want to make fun. I'm not making fun of people's appearances here. Cause I think that's really gross, a really gross thing to do um, as someone on the internet who people think it's cool to make fun of my appearance. Uh, but it's, they, they all have a very similar look is what I'm saying, right? They all look the same. They definitely look like they could use some sunshine they, at the very least. Some sunshine and perhaps some lifting heavy things up and putting them down for, yeah. I don't know, health reasons. Or going for a walk. I like walking. I walk a lot. Anyway, mm-hmm. so there's that. And you immediately know it when you see it. And then they're always, all of them saying the same shit, which is like, American gun owners aren't trained enough to take on the military and you couldn't actually take on the military with AR-15s privately on firearms. And then whenever somebody in the comments brings up Afghanistan or Vietnam or any of the successful insurgencies that have been launched against the United United States military, they're like, well, those don't count. And I'm like, okay, but why though? And then it's usually like, well, why why don't the illiterate goat herders who shot at us with middle century Soviet grade weapons to previous middle century Soviet grade weapons, like 1850 to 1950 tech was fighting us in Afghanistan for a lot of it. 1850 guys to 1950. And they didn't progress much beyond that unless they got tech from us through um K- uh, through KIA stealing shit and, and whatnot like that um so what I I never get this argument I never understand it like oh yeah you won't be able to take on the US military it's like bold of you to assume that the US military will be both united um eager to, eager to use ordnance on US soil <laughs> well and that's and that's the last part of it too is they're like the military's got tanks and F-15s. And I just, and I'm like, do you not, do you not know how the National Guard works? Like, first off, the National Guard has tanks and F-15s and tankers to refuel those F-15s. And, mm-hmm. you know, and like, every, and 
I just I want one of these guys to look me dead in the face and tell me that in the event of some horrifying national schism, that the South Dakota National Guard is going to side with the federal government that's trying to take away people's guns and not with Governor Christy Nome, who they all think walks on water. And you know what they have in the South Dakota National Guard? F-16s. Okay. It's like and this whole <laughs> and it's just this argument. It's it comes from such a place of ignorance. And just, and I mean, like ignorance, like I, I also want to be like, it, it, the, it blows my mind. The fact that none of the critical logic train has, has left the station. They just think, oh, the military obeys without question, the orders of the federal government. And then you, and then you can point out like rant after rant after rant of middle grade and high grade officers and non-commissioned officers who are who are very clearly not fans of their bosses. They listen to their bosses right now because what their bosses are ultimately ordering them to do is somewhere between inoffensive to just like annoying and stupid. Right. Like I need to explain something to you, to, to, to these people, uh, following orders to do gender, uh, uh, neutrality sensitivity training is very, very different from following orders to kick down people's doors in Iowa and take away their AR-15s or whatever it is, whatever fantasy scenario you think that is going to happen. And also, my favorite one, there's this chick, she was like, oh, well, you know, they wouldn't need the 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 line troops, you know, your regular infantrymen and stuff, because they just send in special operations. And I'm like, do you know anyone in special operations? These guys are the most anti-government government employees. Like, yeah, these these dudes do not like their bosses. They like their teams. <laughs> yeah, and they like the nation as a whole. They like the concept of the nation. They are not fans of their bosses. And if they were told, hey you're going to be dropping ordnance and going door to door shooting people on top of that guys there aren't that many of them no there are not a lot of special forces despite the fact that you you know what what's the joke <laughs> uh there were a thousand seals in vietnam and i've met all fifth you know all 2500 of them at yeah, all shows. 25,000 of them yeah yeah <laughs> so there's really not that many people in i have a special great operations. story once we're done <laughs> uh i just I, I don't know why these i i don't know why these bug me so much and i think it's just because it's you know it's two reasons reason number one they interrupt my like dumb scrolling time like my tiktok is for fun right like i'm looking at like you know uh there's like dogs and memes about and like funny military memes and you know girls yeah, i i like i like mill i like mill gun guy scrolling for entertainment yeah. so i want it to be funny or something cool but and usually then, funny. I want funny. Entertaining. And then it gets interrupted by one of these dickheads who's like, so I think it, it irritates me because it interrupts the fun. And the other reason that it irritates me, I think, is to your point, is that it's like their logic train doesn't even get loaded, right? Like it's at the station, but it doesn't get boarded and it doesn't leave because it's just sitting there and it's building up a lot of steam, but the steam doesn't go anywhere. And it doesn't go anywhere because these fucking people are making a lot of assumptions about a group of people that they don't know fuck all about. And no, that they... I think is it. They don't know anyone in the military or who has served in the military. Or, or they or they know like or they know like one friend who kind of agrees with them who right. is in no way, shape, or form a basis 
for the military as a whole. Right. And that one friend that agrees with him was like a truck driver in Iraq and, you know, got blown up or shot out and which is yeah. perfectly honorable service. And there's nothing wrong with that. But like, no, but they, they, they're they not have, like they don't, the they don't have a great appreciation for the military machine as a whole either. They did their job. They had their part, but they don't understand the the overall military environments, the fact that units and uh, separate subdivisions of the military, not even just the branches, but the individual units, uh, as you go down, all of these have various different subcultures and they're built out different ways. And a lot of that has to do with leadership and climate within them. And so just making the blatant assumption that like a grand total of 3 million people would at at the drop of, uh, you know, Joe Biden's ice cream cone would decide <laughs> like, oh, yeah, like dropping ordinance on people within the continental United States is OK. Remember when we blew up a terrorist, like confirmed convicted terrorist, but he happened to be a U.S. citizen under Obama? Yeah. And he, remember he remember all the crap that that was started? Quite a bit of outcry about that, if memory serves like, me. that. That was crazy. And you think we're going to go from that to like, yeah, we'll just, you know, we'll just blatantly <laughs> uh, assault the U.S. citizenry with the U.S. Army, even if things get spicy. Look, look, I'll tell you what things get. We have little microcosms of things getting really spicy. And you know what the government does? They kind of back away from the fire and kind of contain it and, and just chill out. Like I mean, the, you know, ever the since chat, it, the Chaz, the the what Capitol Hill autonomous region or autonomous yeah. zone that was out there, you know, the the government was just like they'll have their tantrum and then we'll go back in in a couple. Well, and of they months. did that too with the uh, with the rancher with those guys who like basically you know the ranchers up in Wyoming where they didn't yep. actually they never you know did a hit on the compound they waited until they got them out of the compound and then were able to you know. Uh, that, that's a whole different episode. We're not opening that can of worms. But yeah. to my point is they didn't do like a direct hit on the compound. Really, they haven't done any direct strikes on compounds since they killed all those so kids even, in Texas. So even when the problem is a microcosm, when it's really small and you would actually have the weight of numbers and the leverage to do it, the government doesn't. So now you're proposing that, all right, a significant portion of the entire nation has gone civil war. It's time to shoot at the government. And you're assuming the military is just going to be like, yeah, okay. Yeah. And, like, and you're right. Somehow it is time to shoot the government. Yeah. The uh, yeah. Anyway, all right. Rant over. Those people are all dumb. Please stop posting dumb TikToks that ruin my feed when I'm just trying to look at you know girls dancing or whatever it is. Stop. Stop failing at incredibly contrived logic trains please. Right. Yeah. All right. So, what was your seal story? What do you got for me? Ah, uh, the. It, it reminded because you know we've there were uh, like a hundred something seals in Vietnam and I've met ten thousand of them or whatever mm -hmm. the, the joke is. Um, I didn't meet a Vietnam seal. I met a teams guy, a teams guy who spent hours upon hours. And this is the most annoying thing about working behind a gun counter for those of you who have uh. um, the the vet bro who needs to impress you with their their excellence. And it's not just vet bros, but like the guy who needs to to assure you that he's the expert. I'm like, you don't. 
You don't. This it's cool. This is a store. You can just buy things. It's okay. <laughs> you can just Man, ask normal questions. <laughs> yeah. Sir, this is a Wendy's. <laughs> Oh, so Lord. this this guy rolls in and he doesn't say seal. He says he was on the teams. Oh. And then he tells me the team, uh, the, the team that he allegedly trained with, which was the underwater dive team from 1946. And he's not old enough. The UDT uh, class that he mentioned went in 1946. Oh, good times. Good times. I was uh, like, okay. Well, you're looking great for your age, sir. And then he proceeded to tell me about the Sig P226, which is a pistol I love, by the way. I love my 226. It is um, a good Sig. And uh, how how from the uh, late 1970s till he got out of the teams in 1984, he shot about 200,000 rounds through his. And then later, his daughter found for him at a gun show uh, his pistol, which had been transferred out of the military and was now for sale at a gun show uh because that's how that's how that works yeah it's funny because both of us uh are or have been armors in the military and yeah. we're uh, DOD armors guys definitely not, not how that works not how that works at all i that's oh man it's the, like the greatest and the piece de la resistance of the whole thing was the fact that he said this this occurred in 1984 the year the 226 was invented yeah i was about to say wait a minute 1984 <laughs> so they didn't he, even he'd have been shooting a gun that wasn't done yet for six years to the tune of two hundred thousand rounds before it had entered the m9 trials that's really that's that's pretty good like i mean and if you're gonna you know what if you're gonna make shit up go big or go home i guess um you know i mean i'm i'm waiting for one day just one of these days for these idiots to catch on that like bro if you tell me you were a water purification specialist or motor t i'm not challenging that like that's a boring run-of-the-mill job you could lie your way through it just fine yeah but no don't, one wants to be... don't tell me you were don't tell me your underwater dive team was from 1946 and then you got out of the teams 40 years later with a pistol that you'd been shooting for six years that wouldn't be invented until the end of your service. I will say so far, no one has ever tried that to my knowledge, no one has ever tried to falsely claim to be Air Force security forces because no one in this career, like, because it's the worst job. Um, no, I love my job most of the time. Some of the time, mm -hmm. occasionally, I like. Anyway, um, that does remind me, though, of uh, a related gun store story. So, for people who don't know, when you work in a gun store, you get a lot of people in there who are either you know claimed to have been military when they weren't, or you know whatever. And uh, you also get a lot of people who like to play dress up. And this one sort of falls into the latter category because technically, this kid did go to boot camp. Uh, and so here's the story. So one day I am in uh, the store that I was running in South Florida, and this kid walks in wearing a sweatshirt that had one of the Air Force uh, BMT, basic military training squadron logos on it. How that so at Air Force BMT, uh, once you graduate, you can buy like merch that's got like your squadron logo on it and stuff like that. Uh, there's I don't know, I forget how many squadrons there are. 
it's kind of a fun thing. Like parents do it. I'm, I had a squadron shirt from my BMT squadron for a lo- the longest time that I used to like PT in and stuff. And that's, I don't know where it is anymore. I th- oh, you know what? That fucking girl took it anyway. That's a different story. I, ju- you, I just remember you and Jack, is. The vi- you and Jack victimized again. Oh, victimized again. Anyway, shirts. so this kid walks in and he's I, wearing I a, Let's not pretend. I he's wearing a hoodie that's got the logo from one of the Air Force uh, BMT squadrons on it. And like, that's a super boot thing to do, but it's okay. We've all done super boot things. And he, frankly, frankly, you, like you do. Yeah, you do super boot things because that's fun for you at the time. I don't I don't begrudge people enjoying that part of their life. Mm. I enjoyed that part of my life. Being a super boot is actually a really important part of the military process because you can't yes. eventually become a salty, you know, lance corporal or, you know, uh al- borderline alcoholic E6 unless you go through the super boot phase. So anyway, mm-hmm. super boot comes in and he's wearing this hoodie. And I strike up a conversation with him because I recognize the hoodie. I recognize the squadron. And the point where the wheels fall off of this is when I ask him, oh, well, when did you graduate BMT? And he said, and I have to give him credit because he never, at least to my knowledge, like lied to me. He was like, oh, I didn't. I got medically discharged after whatever amount of time. And I was like, huh. That happens. And it, and it, no, and it does happen. It and happens. I actually believe that that happened. And it was just, I was like, and I didn't say anything to him because I didn't want to be a dick, but I, in my head, I was like, maybe don't wear the sweatshirt then because the sweatshirt. Like too, you, you didn't. Yeah. Like <laughs> you didn't, I mean, you were part of the squadron, but maybe don't wear the sweatshirt, you know? Yeah. So, uh, like, yeah. like, bro, you didn't make it. And I know plenty of people who did have issues, who had medical issues, who, who, who were broke or, or mm-hmm. stuff like that, um, who did, in fact, push through and made it. And I'm not advocating that as like you should do it because there are certainly situations where you are too broke to continue. The, an injury occurred, a situation occurred, you're done. And the military is not going to force you to damage your body further in the pursuance of this job. I mean, but they, they, they're not great at that. Yeah. <laughs> they're they're not great you, at making that call. <laughs> yeah. It's, I was like, um, uh, they will and, you. And some so cases, but. If, if you, that that's just one of the, like we, we had guys at uh, basic training who got med discharged. We had, I think three total who med discharged. Um, and, and they were, they, they had gotten pretty severely injured and they got discharged out uh but none of them had that attitude like hey i still get to wear the sweatshirt i made it it's like no you didn't what was the name of that uh industry chick that said she was a marine and it turns out she didn't she got far enough in marine basic training to get her photo taken and but then got uh processed out for something frack ah amy jane okay yeah yeah, yeah. I that that I remember that one. Uh, the moral mm-hmm. of the story is, yeah, and like, I and again, you know, I look back on that incident with that kid, and I'm not even mad Spe- at him. Like, speaking of young... speaking of fake marines, I had a fun one also at my Ooh, gun store. Give me the fake marine. The fake marine. This guy comes in, and he is just a tall, older guy in a, in his 40s at the time. This was 10 years ago, so 
um, he, he wanders in and he's just like, he's twitchy. You know, the, you know, the twitchy type that wanders into the store and you're just like, mm. ah, something, something's off with you. And he comes up to the counter and I had just like, I was, I was at the end of my first contract uh, with the core. I had just started talking to our scout sniper guys because uh, I'm a gun nerd and I loved all their tech and they were, they were looking for guys to go to sniper in doc. I chose no, because that would have extended my contract for at least two years. And I was kind of fed up with being in the military at the time. It had been eight years. I the wanted hardest to passes. Um, so I'm like, you did an nah, eight two, year, two more, two more years. No fun. No fun. You did an eight year initial enlistment. Uh, it was a total, it was a, uh, Six by two. It's a reserve enlistment. Oh, okay. I I was a dirty reservist. Let no one let no one say I claim otherwise. I was a dirty reservist. Um, but I did a six by two. It ended up being more like a seven by one, just based on how the calendar and everything uh, worked out. It'd and be like that sometimes. Yep. And so uh, I'm I'm working at the gun store at this time. This guy rolls in. I. I'd been spending the last three or four months talking with our, our sniper guys because they were evaluating people to go to sniper and dock and fill out and fill out the teams there. Um, so I was like, Ooh, cool. Sniper rifles and scopes. And this dude wanders in all twitchy and he comes up and he's like, I was a Marine scout sniper. And I'm immediately like, I don't believe you. <laughs> okay. And then his buddy rolls in and it's like, hi, he was a Marine scout sniper. And we're going to go uh, teach the county SWAT team how to do sniper stuff. What do you guys recommend? And I'm sitting here like, if if you have done the thing you claim to have done, wouldn't you know? Wouldn't you like, not be asking the guy what, in the gun store? You, yeah, wouldn't you? The, the young the mid twenties counter help, what would you recommend? And so I start laying out like, all right, well, this is a county, a county uh, SWAT team and we're talking county SWAT snipers. So probably a Remington 700 with a box mag and a decent scope on top of it. And we're all, we're all good. Like you don't have to go super elaborate here, put it in 308 and call it a day. And the the twitchy sniper guys like, oh yeah that's what i was thinking and i'm like i just why are, why are we playing this game man like you don't have if you convince the swat team that you need to train their snipers like good on you good hoodwink i guess like congrats i'm i'm never going to lie uh, rely on that county for investigative yeah. services ever again um not swinging well there but like you don't you don't need to play this game with me and then fail at the basics of the game because at this point in time I'm thinking like well do you, do you want like a, a 308 semi-auto with you know put together like a poor man's M110 package for these guys or do you just want like an M24 or an M40 that's all decked out you know speaking army or marine corps as as you would wait they have different you, designations like, for that yeah, the uh, the Remington seven hundreds in in service are M twenty four and M forty, uh, respectively. The uh, uh, that that, that makes they're, sense. They're Remington seven hundreds guys. They're they're really nice bolt action run guns. 
I really enjoy, you know, one of the things the Air Force does at SMART is that we basically just adopt the Army M designation for any sort of weapon system because we're like, why come up with our own? Just take it from Uncle Army. Um, you know, I I have had guns working in a gun store. I think everybody who wants to work professionally in the firearm, it's sort of like I think everybody should be a bartender or a server at everybody, some point. Everybody. Everybody should be a food industry server of some sort at some point in time. You should work in that side of customer service industry. I agree with that wholeheartedly. Hotels qualify as well. If you've ever been like a hotel yes. front desk clerk, a freaking uh, server or bartender, that is the absolute I'll, front line. I'll throw of, a casino on that pile too. Ooh, yeah. you, can get all, yeah. you can get all of that good customer service interaction experience right there at Yield Casino and realize just how terrible the general public can be. So if you want to have a career in the firearms industry, I strongly encourage you to spend, you know, a year sliding guns across a glass counter in a gun store mm -hmm. because you meet your actual customers. Like you meet the actual consumers of these products. And it's a, I think it's a very informative experience because let me tell you the number of USPSA shooters that came into my store, not counting me, I don't know, like one or two, uh, and I do remember this, oh man, the worst though, and, and like, this makes me want to wash my hands thinking about this, uh, is when people would pay for stuff with like damp money and it was South oh. Florida. So, you know, if like you're sitting on your wallet and you've got like a sweaty butt and then your wallet is like canvas because you're doing well in life if you have a canvas wallet. So we we had a, we had a uh, policy that we did not accept titty money. Yeah, no, no um, titty we money. We did not. We did not accept titty money. We did not like damp money. Which nope. <laughs> I had this dude run I, your card. He bought like I don't remember what he bought, but I remember it was expensive. Like it wasn't like you know uh, a Taurus G two C or mm -hmm. the uh, my favorite thing to sell was I would sell uh, high point carbines with those you remember those red ball magazines the 20 round yeah. single stack mag <laughs> the back side of the packaging of that magazine said it was perfect for the active shooter in your life like not like <laughs> and, and they meant like active enthusiast in yeah, the shooting like sports as in you are an active person right Activia. <laughs> not, not active. and i just remember i was like oh this didn't get proved by like no. anybody no, nobody looked at that and went like, problem. So I used to sell a high point C9s with that red ball magazine and one of those like trigger guard clip on lasers for the high point C9 as a package deal for like, I don't know, I think it was like 200 bucks. And let me tell you, I'm clean up on those, clean up. Um, but anyway, I remember I had this guy come in and he was, and he bought... I, God, I wish I could remember what he bought, but I remember it because he bought it all in cash with fives, which I thought was weird because who has $500 worth of $5 bills? I, and... I had a guy do that with ones, and I know exactly why, because we had mentioned that, like, like we we're, were very like, hey, however you pay, we don't care. And he's like, could I come in with ones? And we're like, okay, yeah, so that guy did better. it on purpose. And, and like, he, he did it. He did it for a bit. We knew the guy. It, it was funny. Um, but yeah, just rolling in with all fives is like, hmm, especially no context, no. Yeah. Hmm. And fives especially is a weird denomination to have a lot of, right? Like yeah. 20s it, make sense. 20s yeah. come out of the ATM when yeah. you, you know, like 
20s make sense. I used to have people pay with like very clearly like went to the ATM, pulled out a stack of cash and handed it to me. Like that was yes. not an uncommon experience. But yeah, I, I still, I mean, obviously I think about roll of fives guy for to this day because it was such a confusing method of payment and they were damp, which was also weird. And like that whole transact, but I mean, he passed a, an FDLE check because Florida mm-hmm. doesn't have NICS. It has FDLE, which is so much worse. Um, and if you've worked in a gun shop, we need universal um, background checks, guys. Imagine the words, the words of someone who has never worked with the background check system. Like everybody who's worked with Nick's knows that it can be kind of terrible at times. Uh, but oh, yeah. imagine it's, a system it decides like no today. Yeah, imagine <laughs> a system worse than Nick's, and and that's the Florida Department of Law Enforcement's background check system. That's not a knock on FDLE as an organization. They actually do some really good work, but that particular system, woof terrible anyway um the nick system like many dot gov sites including a lot of the military sites it does not work good guys keith what is the weirdest purchase that you ever had when you were in the store strange strangest purchase uh was probably um it's a coincidental one it's kind of fun um what was what, what's the death wish gun i forget it um death, oh um hang the, on. the magnum oh the um, amt automag yeah the amt automag we had a we had a guy roll in and goes hey i know you're not going to be able to get one of these for me but oh, i wait it's not i love the movie an amt automag I, I wanted i want an amt automag it's a 475 like, wildly magnum yep and we go, like, I'm glad your expectations are reasonable, sir, because there's no way in hell we're going to be able to acquire this firearm for you. I would hunt on the auction sites to see where it is is at. And 48 out, hours later, someone rolled in and consigned an auto mag to us. The, the universe spoke and is like, ah, I am done with this gun and someone else needs it. And then so they run, they rolled in AMT Automag comes into the store and we call this guy up and we're like, you're not going to believe this. <laughs> but guess we're just walking. Oh, we have your door. gun, dude. Yeah, and, and he came in and got it. So it wasn't a weird customer. It was just like a weirdly a a weird circumstance that like we were able to provide something that Odd said we shouldn't have been able to provide. The second is the boomerang AK. We had a Wazer 10 AK, oh. Wazer 10-63 AK that we sold, I think, nine times to nine different people. And then as we, at, like, after the fourth time, we're just like, we're, we're quietly waving at it and like, we'll see you in a few see weeks. See you soon. Because <laughs> it would always come back. Always come back. Either, you know, they needed they needed money or you know their girlfriend or their wife got mad at them because they bought a rifle or whatever it happened to be or like they it was like ah oh, well you know i had it and then i thought about it and then i don't want to do ak 760 by 39 or whatever like the the reason always changed but we had the boomerang ak and we like we like, i think we sold that gun nine times that's that's crazy i never had any of those i had a couple uh where 
I my, my favorites were always the people who somehow didn't know they had committed felonies. And I'm oh, like, that's I feel like this is like and they would come in and they would fill out the the 4473 and they would check, you know, all the boxes correctly. And then it would come back denied. And I would say, hey, sir, I'm sorry, I can't transfer this gun to you. Uh, your background check has been denied. And they're like, oh, oh, yeah. I wonder if this is about that fifth DUI that I got. And I was like, yeah. I mean, I'm not a lawyer. Uh, I, I am not a lawyer, sir, but I would suspect you are on the right track. Or, you know, the one where, or the one where it's like, uh oh yeah oh yeah i had that aggravated assault conviction yeah yeah oh and i mean i never had any really what that i mean i had a couple ag assault ones or you know stuff like that those were always good Mm -hmm. Uh, but again i do think guys that uh i'll wrap this episode up on this note if you want a to if you are listening to this and you're aspiring for a career in the firearms industry Working in a gun shop is not going to be a lever into that, right? Like no, you know, major brand is going to like, oh, you worked in a gun shop. Let me hire you. It's because it's to them, it's just customer service experience. But I think Mm -hmm. if you want to understand, especially if you want to work in like marketing or sales or something like that, or even product development, if you want to understand the vast majority of the people that are actually buying these products, you should work in a gun store and work in like a fairly high volume one, not like because mm-hmm. we all know this gun store. We know the gun store that you walk into and there's like two old guys in the, in the corner and they don't even say hi. Don't, not that gun store. They don't sell the no, many guns. Some, something high traffic, high volume, good customer service style and learn the customer base. Obviously we're, we're ranting about some of the craziest or some of the worst customers. You get a lot of good customers too. Oh, yeah. I, I remember a ton of very good customers who were always on top of their stuff. They knew what they wanted. Or they would have a very, very intelligent conversation like, hey, you know, what do you think of a Daniel Defense AR? Or, hey, I need I need a scope. I'm going out west. I want something light uh, because I'm going after, you know, mount, like sheep hunting, mountain goat or, or whatever. So they would have very clearly kind of what they needed and they would be able to have a good discussion about it. Or they were just always around the store and just fun to have around. Yeah. I, and I honestly, I remember the nice, I remember so many fun, you know, cool interactions with customers. Um, and especially in, in Florida, you'd get a lot of people. My favorite interaction I had was you'd get a lot of people who would come in to buy a gun and they were transplants from the upper East coast and they would be like, all right, so, you know, uh, what do, you know, who do I have to like, who do I have to, my, the biggest one was, okay, now that I have this gun, who do I have to register it with? And I'd be like, no one. You're in America now. <laughs> and they would be like, what do you mean I don't have to register it? I'm like, you, you, it's you, freedom. There's no gun registry in Florida, <laughs> which does is that is one of my other side. This, this is a side note. Entertainment pet peeve is when like shows will be set in, you know, some state where there's no gun registry and like cop shows. And then they'll get yeah. a gun in and they will be like, let's check the registry. And I'm like, the one that doesn't exist. Oh, they did that in um, what was that? Uh, Longmire. They did that in Longmire. They had some chick like got a, pulled over and she had an M and P on her, and she was all, "Yep, it's all registered to me and everything." And I'm like, "In Wyoming, registered with fucking that, who?" That's when that's when you want for realism the the character to go, huh? 
We don't have that here. <laughs> we don't have a gun registry in Wyoming, <laughs> ma'am. So I don't know. I don't know who you told about this gun, but it wasn't us. Like, I'm, yeah, like wouldn't I don't know who be... you told because we don't care. <laughs> wouldn't that be? Oh man, that's like the. Pl- uh, hang on, I just thought of a plot for like a a, a a mystery novel. So the bad guys are a crew, and they're going around calling people, saying they're from the government. And, you know, they're establishing a gun registry and, you know, you need to give us the serial numbers and make some models of all your guns. Actually, no, that would never work. If somebody called me and asked me for that, I'd be like, get the fuck out of my face and hang up. So you don't get the really dumb people. Anyway, guys, that's it for this week's episode. Uh, Pray for Jack. He's been murdered by a big titty goth girl. So, you know, he died as he lived. See you guys next week.